this act of slowing down isn't just in our career and our business. It also is in our relationships. It's in our daily communication with the people around us. It's in our fitness and health journey, our mental health journey. It's every single area of our life. Hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast, where we break through all the fears, obstacles, and limiting beliefs that are holding you back from the life, relationships, and business or career you desire. I am your host, Evelyn Huynh, founder of Evolve 89 Coaching Institute, speaker and transformational life coach specializing in inner child and generational trauma healing. Join me each week to heal and strengthen the relationship with yourself and activate your authentic voice so that you can evolve mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Hello, hello, you beautiful soul, and welcome back to the Evolve with Evelyn podcast. This is episode 22, and in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you three reasons why you struggle to slow down and give you some tactical tips on how you can begin slowing down. This is actually a conversation that I've been having with a lot of my clients lately, and it's a common theme, and I was like, you know what? I think it's really important to create an episode on this because this is not only something that I have struggled with in the past and still at times struggle with now, but it's something that a lot of us experience challenges with. But before we go into this episode, I do just want to apologize for last week's episode that didn't come out because I know the intention was to upload part four of the relationship series, but I wanted to kind of share with you a little bit of just being fully transparent and honest. The part four, which is my last relationship, there are a lot of pieces to it. Not that I don't feel comfortable sharing, but I've needed to gather my thoughts. And there's been other topics that I've been, you know, really wanting to share with you since like before I launched that one. So just want to let you know the next episode that will be coming out will be part four. It's coming out. I just wanted to make sure that it really included all the things that I wanted to share with you. So don't think that, you know, I've completely forgotten about that episode and the last part of the series. It's a really, really good one. There's lots of juicy details and yeah. So anyways, without further ado, let's get into the episode. So three reasons why you struggle to slow down. You might resonate with some of these things. So a lot of us who struggle with slowing down, we are constantly keeping busy. We struggle to stay present. We always feel like we need to be hustling or doing something. It's hard for us to meditate, to get grounded, to relax. Like It's kind of like this hustle and go mode all the time. I would love to know, you know, pop into my DMs. Let me know if this is something that you also struggle with. So the first reason why you struggle to slow down is actually a result of generational trauma. And I don't know if you know this, but studies have actually shown that stress can be inherited. This is where generational trauma comes into the picture. Generational trauma is where we can inherit the biological residues of traumatic events in our family history. So if your mom, our mom, our grandma was in a perpetual state of stress during their pregnancy with our mom and with us, 
we can actually inherit that stress. So for those of us who had a stressful in utero environment, we can actually recreate similar environments in our day to day. So it's really wild because I'll work with a lot of clients and they don't realize that they're repeating the same stress patterns that their parents and their grandparents had. So for example, my mom love her to pieces, but she's largely where I have inherited my stress from. She is someone who's always go, go, go. Like she's a Gemini. She's always on the move. She's always on her feet. She cannot slow down. She doesn't know how to slow down. Her mind is going a million miles per minute. Like when she's sitting at the dinner table eating dinner, her mind is already thinking about what she's going to be eating for breakfast. When she's eating breakfast, she's already thinking about what she's eating for lunch. Like she's not able to be in that present moment, slow down and enjoy. So generational trauma is actually a large reason for why we aren't able to anchor ourselves in the present moment, why we always feel the need to keep ourselves busy. Because if your body has been used to being stressed, like in a perpetual state of stress, if you have grown up in a chaotic environment, that becomes your norm. So whenever you are in a place where, oh, things get to be quiet or you get to meditate and be mindful or go to the spa, it's almost like that is so out of your comfort zone and out of the ordinary that your body's like, "Uh uh-uh, I don't like this. Like, let's put myself back into stress. So that's the first reason why we struggle to slow down. Number two actually relates to number one. So number two is generational patterns, which also creates self-sabotaging tendencies, which goes hand in hand with generational trauma. So if you're someone like me who is so used to that hustle and grind and everything has to be going a million miles per minute, that creates... A specific pattern which is highly correlated with self-sabotaging behaviors so for our parents maybe they grew up in a time period where they did need to hustle where they did need to stay busy for whatever reason you know my parents came from Vietnam and so when you live in communism you don't have a lot of money you are being forced to make yogurt and sell it on the side of the street like you needed to literally hustle in order to put food on the table. But for many of us who are growing up in Western societies and we have the ability and the freedom to make money off our phones, that life changes. Like our lifestyle isn't the same anymore. So being in this hustle and grind and working that same way can actually derail us from our goals now, if that makes sense. So These generational patterns that stems from generational trauma causes self-sabotage. And then that is also why we slow down. Because a lot of us, there's a saying where majority of us are not actually afraid of failure. We're actually afraid of success. Because maybe in our family history or maybe with the people that we have seen around us where people have experienced all the success and then next thing you know, they've lost it all or they have failed. And so when we see that being a possible reality, there's almost this part of us that's like, well, I don't want to fail. So I'll do what I need to do to prevent me from getting there, which often manifests through self-sabotage. So it's like step one is not even step one, but reason number one is generational trauma, which 
creates this stress that can be inherited that causes us to constantly be go, 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 and our body is just accustomed to this stress. Then that creates generational patterns of being busy all the time and not allowing ourselves to slow down, not being able to anchor into the present moment, not allowing ourselves to take the time that we need to rest, recover, fill up our batteries because our minds are going a million miles per minute, which leads us to number three, of why we struggle to slow down and it's that our society worships busyness because if you're not busy then you're failing you're behind and you're not able to keep up and you're not going to be as successful which is a crock of shit when you really think about it my parents have been so used to hustling their entire lives so the moment that they see me on my phone laying back it equates to you're being lazy, lazy equals no momentum, no productivity, failure. And that's such an old way of thinking and doing things. And what I really want you to recognize in this episode is where are you in relation to busyness? What's your relationship with busyness? What's your relationship with slowing down? Do you have issues with slowing down? Is it easy for you to slow down? Because I can tell you a lot of us like to think, oh, you know, I do a good job of relaxing. But when you really think about it, a lot of us actually don't take that time to really be intentional about the things that we're doing, the things that we're saying. Because this act of slowing down isn't just in our career and our business. It also is in our relationships. It's in our daily communication with the people around us. It's in our fitness and health journey, our mental health journey. It's every single area of our life. So those are the three reasons of why you struggle to slow down. And now I'm going to share with you some tactical tips on how you can actually begin doing it because it's one thing to say you're going to do it and then it's another to actually do it. So number one, is put your phone on time out. The problem is, is that a lot of us, like if you're like me, you didn't really grow up with a phone. I don't think I even had a phone until I was in like late high school. And back then, your phones were not capable of much. You know, we didn't really have the ability to access internet and social media as easy as we do now. So when we wake up and the first thing we do is grab that phone and allow ourselves to be inundated with other people's thoughts, beliefs, emotions, the media, the news, we don't know where we stand. We don't allow ourselves to have a calm morning because when you are immediately waking up, your subconscious mind is the most active, you open up your phone. You are literally putting yourself and your body in a state of flight, fight or flight response, which is literally the same feeling as if you were getting chased by a bear. So let that just sink in for a second. That one hour after you wake up is so crucial when it comes to setting a strong foundation for your day. So moving forward, I challenge you, put your phone on timeout in the morning right before you right after you wake up and before you go to bed. 
that is going to make the biggest difference in your mental health, your emotional health. It's going to help you with your stress levels, your cortisol levels, which is going to make it a lot easier for you to slow down throughout the day. Because if you're already waking up feeling like you're behind in life because you saw Susie and on her social media about how well she's doing in her life and you're already feeling like shit about yourself and it hasn't even been 7, 8 a.m. yet, it's going to make you feel like you need to keep going and catch up the rest of the day. Okay, so number one of how to start slowing down is to put your phone on timeout. Number two is to let someone else go first. And this actually applies in a lot of areas. I don't know about you, but when I'm in a constant state of just rushing to my next appointment, to my next thing, it is so hard for me to let people go before me because I'm like, I'm fucking already late. Like, I got to get my shit. Like, I got to get it going. You don't let people in front of you in the line. You get pissed off when people cut you off while you're driving. You are not as inclined to open the door for somebody else because they might be slow. Or you might run into the elevator and you press that close button so that the next person doesn't come on. But if you give yourself more time, which is actually step number three, give yourself more time to do things. Instead of giving yourself five minutes to get to where it is that you need to go, Maybe give yourself 15. So then you have that extra almost 10 minutes to just chill and relax and allow life to happen. When you give yourself more time, you can also take more time, which makes it a lot easier for you to let other people go first. Just close your eyes for a second and imagine the next day that you have appointments You give yourself an extra 10 to 15 minutes, you're calm, you're cool, you're collected, you go to your car, you're able to take deeper breaths because you're not in a state of rush and panic, you get onto the road, somebody wants to get in front of you and you're actually like, yeah, I got some time, come on, come in front of me. They wave, they smile at you. You pull up to where it is that you need to go. There's an amazing parking spot right there because, hey, you are in a great mood. You're emanating, I don't know if that's the word, emanating positive vibrations, high frequencies. The universe is just in your favor. You go up to the door. You hold the door open for that person. They say thank you. They smile back at you. You feel great. You show up like... Doesn't that sound more calming and more exciting than like just (laughs) like going to the next thing and then someone accidentally cutting you off and you're pissed off now and then you can't find a parking spot because the next parking spot is like a whole fucking block over and then you walk up to your appointment and there's like a line to get in the door. Like that is often the reality that we experience and then we wonder why life feels so hectic, right? Number four is be intentional. This sounds so simple, but it is honestly one of the hardest things for human beings to do. Being intentional about what you're doing, about who you're talking to, how you're talking to them. We are in this constant state of rush and stress and and getting the next thing done that we're not even allowing ourselves to anchor in that moment to be intentional about what it is that we're doing. 
How many times have people asked you a question and before you even allowed yourself to process what that question was, you give an immediate response? This is actually oftentimes a trauma response for a lot of us. If you're someone like me where maybe if you didn't speak fast enough or you didn't give the right answer, then your parents would yell at you, they'd hit you, they'd make comments and make you feel like shit. So then you're like, you you create this pattern and you are conditioned to speak right away. Say the first thing that comes to your mind, which sometimes might not be the most the best thing that you could be saying in that moment. So the next time that you talk to people, it's okay to give yourself like some time to process what it is that they're saying or asking before you open your mouth and respond to them or say the next thing. Sometimes we, not even sometimes, a lot of times we're saying things and they're just empty words. It's filler words. We do so much to fill up empty space. Because we are uncomfortable with sitting in silence. We're uncomfortable when things are just mute. We have to fill it with something. It's no different than us feeling, filling those voids like in our own lives through constantly leaving school on social media or having to, you know, get that glass of wine or smoke that thing. You know what I mean? And then number five is dabble in meditation. This is actually something that a lot of people struggle with. Meditation. Because if you're someone who has lived their entire lives witnessing people in go-go-go mode. And maybe you have never really allowed yourself the time to process your own emotions. To really figure out what is in your mind what emotions, what thoughts, what feelings, what beliefs are there, and it might be a little bit of a scary place, then meditating can be really fucking uncomfortable, especially when you first start. So I challenge you to find a way of meditating that works for you. Realize that meditation is about you connecting back with yourself. Oftentimes, the challenges that we are experiencing in life, whether that be inner chaos feeling stagnant, exhausted, low energy, fatigue, confusion, all those different things is actually a result of a lack of meditation. So when you recognize that, remember and understand that meditation can actually help you with the opposite of all the things that you're struggling with. It can help you with inner peace, calm, help you connect with yourself, with your inner being, with source, the universe. It helps you gain clarity. It gives you downloads and ideas for the next steps that you need to take. It does so much. So to kind of reiterate some of these steps, number one is put your phone on timeout in the morning and at nighttime because the two most crucial times where your subconscious mind is most active and able to interact with you is right when you wake up and right before you go to bed. So the information that you're taking in during those times is extremely crucial because it literally goes directly to your subconscious mind. This is why people say meditation, or sorry, not meditation, uh, visualization during these times are really important because your subconscious mind can't understand the difference between what's reality and what's imagined. So if you're able to focus those times on getting clear on how you want your day to go, what it is that you want to manifest, 
those are better things for your subconscious mind to focus on than what it is that you are scrolling on social media. Number two is let other people go first. Let the person park in front of you. Let that person get into the elevator. Let that person, you know, walk before you or get in line before you. Give yourself more time and allow yourself to take more time. And then be intentional about everything you do, everything you say, who you interact with, how you respond, how you listen. And then the last thing is dabble in meditation. Allow yourself the space to spend time with yourself. So many of us are so afraid of that empty space and spending time with ourselves that we literally fill up every single piece of our schedule with doing something, staying busy, hanging out with people, talking to people, but all the while we are at a deficit of energy. Our cup isn't full. We're pouring from an extremely empty cup and then we're wondering why we're so exhausted or we're resenting the people around us. So slowing down is extremely crucial because these are the times that actually allows you to connect with yourself, your inner being, and it actually is the thing that puts you in the receiver mode. If you've ever listened to any of Abraham Hicks's work, Abraham Hicks always talks about being in the receiving mode when it comes to your manifestations, when it comes to calling in your desires. So many of us have goals and desires in our life, our career, our relationships, and we wonder why we're not able to get there. We wonder why we're exhausted and burnt out all the time. But when you really think about it, It's only when you allow yourself to slow down and connect with yourself that you're able to get a clear idea of where your energy is at, where your frequency is at. And the more clarity you have around where your emotions, frequency, and your energy is at, the easier it's going to be for you to make better decisions for yourself and take that inspired action towards actually achieving your goals, if that makes sense. So... Spend that time with yourself, no matter how scary it is. This, essentially what I'm saying is that this allowing yourself to slow down and really prioritizing these tips and these tools directly correlates to what it is that you're able to manifest and call into your life. All the abundance, the prosperity, the wealth, the money, the confidence, the happiness, it all goes together with this conversation. So, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I apologize if I bounced around in all these different places. Sometimes there's just so many things that I want to share and I'm like, I really hope I'm being cohesive. So I hope you enjoyed this. I love you and stay tuned for the next episode because it will be part four of the relationship series. I hope you enjoyed this and I will catch you in the next episode. Bye.